You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. I am your host, Douglas B. And as always, you can catch us the first Tuesday of every month here on your Lone Star Community Radio. Um, I usually come to you live, unless I'm pre-recorded, which I am today. Because um, <clears throat> I'm going to be out, or I was, out in uh, the San Antonio area for Memorial Day doing my veteran stuff. Um, so I figured I would pre-record so that I didn't have to pull something out of my butt. Now, as always, um, you can listen to us here on your Lone Star Community Radio on VeteransAir.us, on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your wonderful podcasts. Um, if you need to get hold of me, text me, text me on our Google phone, 936-344-3083. Today, our show is going to be about honor, sacrifice, and, um, yeah, honor and sacrifice and duty, selflessness, how to serve. And I am proud to have in the studio with me today Lynn Marie Garzi from Quilts for Vets. And pull back in your memory, sometime last year, way early, um, we did a show on the Candy Bomber and Quilts for Vets because uh, Lynn Marie went out and presented the quilt that her group made to um, general, he's a general now, right? He's a general. To, uh, to, a, to the general candy bomber. Lynn Marie, welcome to the show. Thanks. So, assume that our audience doesn't know anything about Quilts for Vets. Tell us about it. Quilts for Vets was originally started via my dad. Uh, my dad is a veteran, or was a veteran, a Korean conflict. And um, I was taking him back and forth through the VA hospital a lot. Um, I made me me a quilt and I really liked that quilt and um, I had just finished hand doing the binding and I put it between us in my bag and he goes you finished it I'm like, yes sir he goes good he said uh, you see that man across the the room over there and I said no, there's a lot of men over there he goes no no no, no. the one that's got the cap on he's can you read that cap I said what's wrong with your glasses he said you don't worry about my glasses I said okay I said yes sir it says World War II veteran he goes mm-hmm so we're sitting there, and in a few minutes, he nudges me again. I said, yes, sir. He goes, uh, he looked at me, and he looked down at that bag, and he looked over there at the man on the other side of the building. I said, you want me to give him my quilt? He says, yes, ma'am, I sure do, and you can lower that tone anytime you wish. I sat there for a few minutes, and he says, time is really of the essence. <laughs> and so the master sergeant and him came out. And I went, yes, sir. He goes, now, I know what you do for a living. He said, don't you go over and ask that man a lot of nosy questions. You don't even ask him his name. Yes, sir. So I took my quilt over and gave it to that man and uh, came back and sat down. And he goes, don't you feel better about it? I looked at him for a minute. I was like, well, he's happy. So I, I, I suppose so. He goes, good. He said, I have to come back in three weeks. That's three weeks that you got to make three more quilts. 
and it just exploded after that. I had to start asking friends to do. And so um, in January of 2019, we became a nonprofit organization. My CPA says, you cannot continue to supply all of this. Uh, at that point, we had given out about 400 quilts to veterans that we saw at the VA hospital. And my dad said that it's got to be for World War II and Korean conflict. And whenever you've exhausted all of those, then you go on down to the next war. I want to stop you there for just a second. And have you been over to the Honor Cafe yet? No, sir. If we have time after, after this interview, just go over there. I'll give Chris a call, see if he's still open. And I'll take you over there. I think you'll enjoy that. Um, World War II veterans and Korean War veterans, they're f becoming few and far between. Now, quilts for vets, your friends, your ladies, you make these, these beautiful quilts, and you fly all over the country to honor these veterans with their very own quilt. But that's not the end of the story here. Because the real story of this is not only are they getting a quilt, but the history that your organization learns and through this preserves for our greatest heroes. And there's not many left. Um, the last count I had about a month ago is that there's 125,000 World War II veterans. However, they're dying 75 to 125 per day. Um, our ultimate goal is that we take lots of pictures. Um, if they allow us to, we don't impose ourselves on them and, and we don't try to subject them to anything that they're not comfortable with. Um, many of them will tell me things that they've not told their children about their, their war times and things like that. The, the PTSD that even the World War II guys, you know, experienced, but it wasn't called that and they could never say anything about it. You know, it was just suck it up, buttercup, basically. Oh, um, you sold my pillow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what we're doing is that we're taking the photos that we get. Some of them we do have their war photos. And we are documenting their history. Um, hopefully this time next year, depending on funding, um, we are putting together a tabletop book of World War II veterans and a separate one for Korean conflict. Right now our concentration is... The World War II veterans. Don't don't let me forget. I have for you the official documents that were secret but aren't anymore of uh, when my adopted grandfather um, Bill DeLong got deployed for World War II as a pilot. Oh wow! I, I have I have the originals for you. I've been saving them. Oh uh, nice! His estate in Hannah very very generously donated to me, and I'm going to donate them back to you. Awesome. Um, Tell us what goes in to making these quilts and how you decide who's getting what. Um, to begin with, uh, the 12, 14 ladies that helped me, um, we just, we, we try to get everything patriotic, red, white, and blue. Um, we have been given some fabrics or what we call um, orphan blocks. And the orphan blocks are just something that some people just have. But what we do is we incorporate those orphan blocks in like with a panel or something like that and add our red, white, and blue. So we try to use whatever we're given. Um, fortunately, I had a quilt shop. And so I'm still able to purchase fabric at wholesale cost. 
That's why instead. Is there anything that you don't do? I mean, well, sure, there's a lot of stuff I don't do. <laughs> I don't know you. You do a lot of stuff. So um, that's why whenever someone says, "Well, I'll buy fabric for you," I I try to say, "Yes, but I can buy it wholesale, and I can get at least double what you can purchase for me." So I can stretch my dollar a whole lot further. Um, each individual decides what they want to, what pattern they want to use. Um, we try not to use the same pattern twice. If it's the same pattern, we definitely don't use the same fabric. So basically, each quilt is individual, and it is definitely something that um, that we're all proud of. And then we have our own label, and then we also have a label that is usually a Bible scripture that we put on the back of them. Don't let me forget, Petra sent me over here today with a box full of fabrics and stuff for you. That's my girl. Um, yeah, um, as, as everyone knows, um, Patri does crochet, makes crochet critters and, and whatnot. It, it seems that, that through her friends, I'm surrounded by all these talented people, and it really ticks me off. People with talent, and I have to work so hard to create something. Um, you're doing a raffle right now, aren't you? Yes. Tell us about that raffle. Um, the and, raff more importantly, tell us how our listeners can get involved in this raffle. Okay, um, they can contact us via Quilts for Vets 2019 at AOL.com or they can call me at 409-656-5955. The tickets are $10 a piece or six for $50. Um, what it is, is a um, United States flag that is handmade. Uh, each section is what we call a yo-yo. And if I say that, it's not like the yo-yo that y'all play with or anything. It's like a round circle that starts out about six and a half inches. And by the time you gather it all up and turn it around and put it together, it's about an inch and a half, two inches. And um, it took me about 80 hours to make this. Wow. And it's framed. And um, so we're hoping to generate some funds for that. We're going to... Um does Quilts for Vet, you guys got a Facebook page, right? Absolutely. And the, the raffle tickets are on the page? You can get them there, yes. I, I Hopefully I'll get that info up to Dick for this show. Um, but if not, I'll do a follow-on and get you guys the links for it. Normally the links will be above or below wherever it is you happen to be looking at this, uh, this podcast. We also have a GoFundMe going right now. You do? For what? Um, we're trying to generate at least 15000 to get us through the end of the year. Um, we Quilts for Vets has no overhead cost. We get no salaries. We get no hourly wage. We don't pay any rent. We don't pay any utilities. This will help us. Our goal is to, we have 85 more quilts that we want to deliver this year, if not up to 100. And that will help us with our expenditures to complete the quilts and some travel. Because... I don't want to toot your horn, but I'm going to toot your horn. All this is funded out of your back pocket. Yes. Um, and this is why I like having organizations like your, your organization on the show. Because um, you're not the only one that said, I need to honor. And decided they found something that they can do. Decided they were going to do it. And hell with the money. We're not in for it, the money they just funded out of their back pocket. Mm -hmm. So people out there, 
Quilts for Vets is a 501c. Go donate. Um, how is she supposed to get from point A to point B with all these beautiful quilts if she doesn't have the money to get on the plane? So go donate. Um, each quilt is different. So the amount of time that goes in it is going to be different. Mm -hmm. But how much would you guess one of your larger quilts in hours to put this thing together? 40 to 60. Wow. Wow. And these are nice quilts, by the way. They're not like the cheap quilts that you go get at Walmart. These are nice quilts. And each one is like individual. Does the, the does the, how to put this, does the veteran know beforehand that you guys are working on a quilt for him? No. And when we contact the family, we ask them not to tell them that there's a quilt coming. We ask them to just say that um, this voluminous woman is coming to visit you. And uh, <laughs> so uh, they're like, okay, okay. And then when we pull the quilt out, um, I, it, briefly, I'll tell you one that we just did uh, last week. He was the youngest cadet of the Tuskegee Airmen. And uh, they called him Baby Boy on, on base. And um, anyway, Bill, through my friend, Brigadier General Charles McGee, that's how I got Bill's name. And then Bill um, was generous enough to cold call, just let me come in. I told him I was going to interview him. And uh, when my partner up in East Coast pulled it out of the bag, it was, we had found reproductions of the old planes, the red tails, the planes that they had practiced in, that they learned really? to fly in. And he was the first to get that one. And the minute she pulled it out, he kept saying, that's my plane, that's my plane. No, that's my plane too. And he was so excited. He had tears rolling down his cheek. And of course, it was everything that we could do to stay contained, be that strong gal, and, you know, not just want a ball right there in front of him. So uh, before we got ready to leave, Kim says, uh, well, here, I'll take it and fold it up. And he grabbed it, and he was hugging the quilt, rocking and crying when we left. And he kept saying, that's my plane. That's my plane. That's what we do this for. As you know from your dad. Combat veterans rarely speak to all that they've seen and all that they've done. And the reason for that is, unless you were there, you really can't understand what's happened. I say that to to for everybody else in the world that doesn't understand well how come my husband won't talk to me about what's going on how come he talks to his friends more than he's talked to me because when two veterans get together they have a shared experience they have a common bond for that and they can say a whole lot without saying a whole lot mm -hmm. and i think that you get to experience that every time you go deliver one of these quilts let me tell you something. I may not be a veteran, but Doug, my heart is so full of red, white, and blue and, and veterans inside of me that I bleed red, white, and blue. 
And you're right. My dad never talked about his experience. Number one, he wasn't allowed to in, in my mother's house. But I only got my dad to open up because of my real job. And I had a Korean conflict veteran that had given me some information, and I was writing his mitigation paper. And I went to my dad, and I said, look, I, I know you've never talked about this with me, but I have questions. He goes, well, I might answer them, and I might not answer them. I said, fair enough. So I started asking him specific things about the 38th parallel, about the... Um, being in Korea and about the food and about uh, the children and um, when I mentioned the children first he just listened to my questions but the minute I mentioned the children my dad started just shaking his head he goes oh my god chop 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 he said they would take their cups and rattle it on the fence they were hungry they wanted chop chop and after that I spent hours I'm telling you hours, sometimes around the clock, listening to the stories that my dad had. And because of my real job, um, he asked me to look up some of his comrades. And uh, so we did. And we missed one by one week. And I could tell on my dad's face that it, that just crushed him. He said, I wish I'd have had you do this sooner. I said, yeah, me too. You know, every single veteran is an individual and deals with the experience in their own way. But there are some commonalities that span the breadth of this country's conflicts. When veterans call each other brother mm -hmm. or sister, they honestly mean that. Because these people are closer to them than their family in many instances. Mm -hmm. Brother Johnny, that was just for you. When we decide that we're going to leave the military, a whole bunch of emotions go through the veteran. They're glad, they're sad, they're happy, they're mad. Um, but they don't forget who their brothers were. Never. And I find that it's towards the end when you're, you're making peace at the end that you start looking back and going, I wonder where Billy is. Mm -hmm. You never forgot him. And you still mm -hmm. carry that in your heart for these individuals. I think that in your other job that you're able to do that mm -hmm. is a wonderful wonderful thing. I've done it for many veterans, um, and you're correct. Uh, this started in February of 2019, uh, two weeks before my dad knew that he had terminal cancer. And uh, it was like, and in fact, he put Wi-Fi in his house so that I could use my computer to help him find more people. If that's any, I mean, he was resolved that he was ready. And um, the main guy that he wanted to find was a guy named James Smith out of uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. And that's the one we missed by a week. Damn. That's hard. He said, you know, he said, um, back in the 50s, he said, we were still segregated. I mean, you know, uh, and uh, 
He said, he was my first black friend, besides my friends from East Texas. He said, we were in the foxhole together. He said, I didn't see no color in that man. He said, I just saw a man that had my back and I had his. He said, you know, shame that we had to go through all that mess. You know, he's absolutely right. Um, what's happening today in this country, I get up in the morning and, and I watch CNN because if you did not know this, when Robin Mead, Mead, Robin Mead says, good morning, sunshine, she's talking just to me. Just, just, just so you know. Um, You're dreaming too. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a very vivid imagination. Um, the race card is tearing this country apart. Um, I never looked at somebody as being black, red, blue, green. It didn't make a difference. And I think that holds true for the majority of veterans from my era backwards and forwards because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what matters is do they have your back um i'm sure that that well you know, george her godfather her godfather's black mm -hmm. i didn't realize that he was and he'll tell you he's not african-american um i did not realize that he was black until just a couple of years ago because I have the picture of him um, when I served under him. And that's when I think about him, that's the way that I see him. But then when I saw him a year or so ago, um, when we laid uh, Diana Marie to rest, um, he's an old black guy. He got like old fast. And I'm like, I can't reconcile these two, but, but now I go, yeah, I guess he is a black guy. But I never... I never thought that. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's doing it, what part of society is tearing the country apart because of race, but whoever you are, stop. Um, getting back into the quilts. Can you hold one of these quilts up? So can, 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 they, can they see these quilts, Dick? Yeah, Dick says you can see these, so these you are can. great. Yeah, he says you can, you can okay. see him on I'm the I'm going to fluff one more out. This is another, just a different view. These these are just like, and they're all handmade, right? Yes. You, you, you ladies just sit there and you, you, you stitch them all. Well, now wait. It's not just ladies. You got guy quilters? I have guy quilters. Damn, there you go. Yeah, we have two guy quilters. Um, one is out of Beaumont, and he does m the majority of the cutting. And if I get into a bind, he'll help me sew. Well, I've seen the pictures on your Facebook page. Uh, Smidge and uh, Smudge. Uh, Smudge and DC help you oh, all the time. Absolutely. I mean, they, they are very hardworking cats. They're the associates. They, they, they are very hardworking. Absolutely. Um, and then make sure that, that your line is straight. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that. How he did not get his paw caught in the needle, I will never know. But And that's the way he does it all the time. He keeps it right there, and and as it's he, going, he's making sure it stays straight and flat for you. Exactly. Um, the, I was going someplace with that, and I forgot what it was. So, do families contact you and say, 
can you do a quilt for, for my father, my grandfather, or whatnot? Or do you guys just compile a list and go, go down the list? How do you decide? Well, we do a lot of research. Um, thankfully, I have a board of directors that are really good about watching the news. And we see one, oh, someone had a drive-by because, you know, a birthday party or whatever. And so here's you another one. So we have everything documented by state. Um, and uh, we do get calls from families saying, hey, my dad or my grandfather is a World War II veteran or Korean conflict veteran. You know, can, you, can we get on your list? Um, I am very fortunate in the East Coast that um, if you've never heard of a place called Mission Barbecue up the East Coast, every day at noon, they stop what they're doing, they play the national anthem, and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't care if you got a bite in your mouth, you stop, you stand. It's Mission Barbecue. And um, where, where are they out of? Well, they're all up the East Coast. Um, I've never heard of Mission Barbecue. Yes, and it's it's a phenomenal thing. Um, I got the privilege of going with a hundred year old general, um, uh, a colonel, excuse me, a shot. And uh, the minute he walked in, it was just right at the time. Uh, I mean, immediately those that are in the military salute. They do the flag. They do the pledge of allegiance. They the national anthem plays, and they they will announce we have a celebrity in our midst and they will say you know who what branch how old and um so i was able to meet up with someone who used to work there and they had formulated a list and uh, right now just in the baltimore area proper i have 145 quilts i need to deliver damn and right now we're trying to get the quilts done um what i do is i ship up to kim and then kim kind of hangs on to them i have my room with my closet and the quilts are stashed in there so that i don't have to take them on a plane and uh but we have I, and we can't figure out why there just seems such an influx right there but i think that because it's close to bethesda it's close Could to be. dc and um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but, yeah, we welcome well, There's anybody. a lot of Navy up there. Yes. A lot of Navy up there. Lots of, and Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. uh, Montford Point Marine Corps. Uh, there's now an organization, Montford Port, Montford Point Marines. And uh, there's over 22,000 involved in that. And that's right there in, uh, in D.C. I'm going to... I'm going to check out this Mission Barbecue. We had uh, another organization that I'm involved with, um, Patriotic Restoration. Their mission is to bring um, the Pledge of Allegiance, the National Anthem, and civics back into the school. Um, I did not know this about Mission Barbecue. Oh, it's, it's one I'm, of the coolest things you'll ever I'm gonna see, I'm going to get these two, these, these two organizations together because I see a lot of synergy there. Uh -huh. um, so... You're here in Texas. You're either in, in Beaumont or in your Green Acres um, the house. Um, but you travel all over the country to deliver these quilts. Not just the United States. We've delivered in London and we've delivered in Normandy Beach. Damn. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's out of my pocket. <laughs> 
would you adopt me? <laughs> so we're trying to, you know, everything we do, we, we use the credit card that you get the extra points. So. Um, I, I, I don't know how to say this. This all came from your dad. And I know that uh, we have a personal relationship. I know you're a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. How does this make you feel when you're presenting a quilt to a veteran? My daddy's right there with me. Give you some sort of comfort to know that you're following on with his wishes? It's a mission that my dad started, and it's a mission that I know that my dad's with me every step of the way. Mission, people. Mission. Remember I started the show, said we were going to talk about duty, sacrifice, and honor? And you're wondering, well, what the hell can I say about that? Because I've said so much over the years. Look at the lady. She's living that. Every single one of you out there, and I don't care if you're, you're sitting in a wheelchair or running a marathon, everybody can do something. It is our responsibility. It is our duty to teach the next generation about what sacrifice and duty requires of them. And if we don't do that, this nation is not going to long stand. And it's organizations like Quilts for Vets that make these things that teach not only to the next generation of honor, duty, and sacrifice, but then they portray and foster the honor, duty, and sacrifice to the veterans that they present to. We're going to take a short break here for a second. Um, I think Dick's got to do news and traffic or we'll have a PSA or something, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from any sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, 
Prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Welcome back. You're listening to Veterans Air. I'm Douglas B. And I'm here in the studio with Lynn Marie from Quilts for Vets. Before our break, we were talking about honor, duty, sacrifice. Tell us a little bit about the Blue Star flag that you have here. Um, We've started making the Blue Star flag uh, for families who have someone in active duty. And yes, we have made the Gold Star. And I refuse to quilt those until the 11th hour. Uh, We usually try to present these at um, the Gold Star at the service, unfortunately. But um, any family that has someone active duty for a very small donation, we'll be happy to send you one of these. Um, Michael, if you're listening to the show, if you ever get back into port, um, I'm going to make sure that we get your mom, both your moms, um, a flag over to them. Do you know the history behind the, the Blue Star flags and the Gold Star flags? Some, but you go ahead. This has started, it became official in World War II, Correct. the World War II era. Um, but it has been years and years and years before that. The government needed some way to identify um, families that currently have people serving and have lost people serving for a number of different reasons. Um, Are you familiar with the story of the Sullivan boys? Yes. That's where all this came from. And this is the reason why two brothers or two siblings don't serve in the same unit in the military. No, and that's why you also have two of these hanging in your room every time. That's right. Um, So people can contact you. Make a donation, and you'll send them the flag? Absolutely. And it's and it, this is an unfinished one, unfortunately. I didn't have time to finish it. So, But, yes, it will be quilted. It will be have a little tabs where they can hang a banner. Give us your contact information again. 409-656-5955 or quiltsforvets2019 at aol.com. I am so getting you a real email address. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a real one. I get all my mail. If if I call, will DC answer the phone? Uh, possibly. Because that would be like awesome. I'll get him and Fred to talk to each other. There you go. Um, during the break, Limerie shared with me that uh, um, Quilts for Vets is now doing a patriotic partnership. Talk to us about this. We have decided that we would take a youth from wherever that has exemplified patriotism in their school, in their life, um, and for their community. And we perused friends' Facebook pages and to see what their children had done. And this year we chose a young man out of Warren, Texas. Uh, Derek is the one that puts up and takes down the flag at his school every day. Outstanding. And uh, he is from a, a family of military. His um, uncles, um, grandfathers, 
great-grandfather was all involved in different military branches and um, he's um, he has exemplified every ounce of patriotism absolutely possible so what we had decided to do is that we would try to find something that are to pair him with one of our World War II veterans in some manner and of course I found him um, photos of him at the flight museum in Houston and he was sitting on P-51 and uh, my dear friend Brigadier General Charles McGee that was his that was his plane P-51 and so I put together a collage of photos and um, I got to visit with McGee and I asked him I said do you mind signing this and he said of course not and so he signed the picture in the middle so that it would the frame would not cover it up and then he also sent along an autobiography signed for Derek. That's outstanding. Uh, Derek, you could have blown him over with a feather. He was just totally shocked. He had no idea that this was coming because prior to this, I talked to the students about patriotism, about the red, white, and blue. What does it mean? What do those colors mean? About the 50 stars, what do they really mean? And I talked to him about being patriotic and about walking up to a veteran and saying, hey, thank you for your service. Because that's what the youth need to learn is to thank a veteran for what they've done. And even though these were freshmen, I also told them, I said, you need to realize what it is that you may want to do when you finish school. Are your parents going to be able to put you through college? Or is this something that possibly a branch of the military could help you achieve? Um, before I forget, let me do this. Tom Yeats. Coach, if you're listening to this show, and I know that you are, call in Marie. There's a lot to be synergy between her organization and your organization, Patriotic Restoration. This young man that you've partnered, partnered with, he's, uh, he's selling the raffle tickets too also, right? Yes, he's, he's got raffle tickets to help sell. And would you be opposed to somebody else helping you sell raffle tickets? Oh, heck no. Y'all know who I'm talking to right now. Call in Marie. She'll send you some raffle tickets, and let's get them sold. Let's get the money that are needed to get these quilts out to the greatest generation. Sacrifice, honor, and duty. That's what this young man, Derek, portrays. That's what he's living. Mm -hmm. The military life is not for everyone. It, it, it's not. There are some people that should not even consider joining the military in any way, shape, or form. But that doesn't mean that they still can't serve their country. Oh, that was part of my speech to them is that, you know, we all have a duty. You know, if not for these men and women that we're giving these to, we couldn't go to the church of our choice. We couldn't go to a school of our choice. We couldn't do a whole lot of things. We owe these people. And I, I even use the illustration that Every person who joins the military signs a check to you, to you, to you, to you, to every one of us that I'm giving you my life. I'm going to protect you with my life. So that's why I encourage them to walk up to a veteran and say, thank you. Thank you for your service. There are three days that this country recognizes the military. It's Armed Forces Day. That's the day this country recognizes everybody that serves. There's Memorial Day that we just had yesterday, if you're all listening to this on Tuesday. 
Um, and that's when this country honors the fallen military. And then there's Veterans Day, and that's the day that this country honors veterans that have served the country. But service and sacrifice go hand in hand with duty and honor. I'm going to use my brother, God rest his soul, Robert, as an example. My brother Robert was, was he had some internal conflict that he never was able to serve in the military. He was severely dyslexic, um, couldn't get into the military. My brother Robert became a living historian. He knew everything there was to know about the Civil War. And he would dress up in authentic um, New Jersey 7th Regiment. Um, he would dress up authentic. Everything was authentic, including his musket, his ammo, the whole nine yards. And he would travel around the country giving demonstrations and talking to history classes on what the Civil War really was and why it was fought. Why it was fought. Because as he says, there's Hollywood's rendition of it, and then there's the truth of why we had the Civil War. Mm -hmm. and, and he served. He had honor. He was patriotic. That's something that I, I, I hate to say that. I hate to say this because I fought and I bled for this country. But today, it feels that there's less and less patriotism in one segment of the society, and maybe a whole too much of it on the other side of the of society. Somewhere along the line, in in the the these years, we've lost our sense of what it means to be American. If you go back and you look, look in the fifties, look in the eighties. These were, we were Americans. It didn't matter what differences we had, political, religious, whatnot. We were, we all still identified as Americans. September 12th, 2001. When I got up that morning and I walked outside my front door, and you've been to my house. Mm -hmm. There's two houses on my entire block that fly the flag every single day. Me and Leroy. Mm-hmm. On the 12th of September in 2001, when I walked outside, every single house had an American flag on it. Because at that moment, we were Americans. What you do to honor our Korean War and World War II veterans is so much more than paying tribute to them you're paying tribute to Americanism. You're paying tribute to this country, but more importantly, to the ideals that this country is supposed to espouse. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I feel that, yes. A lot of people that I talk to that sit in that very same chair there, they go, no, 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 it's just something I felt that I need to do. Don't sell yourself short of the value of what it is you're doing. I and my audience, we understand that. And we would like to thank you for everything that you do. Doug, I appreciate that, but really there's no thanks needed. 
this is what I'm supposed to be doing. When, when you know that it's a, a God thing and you're being led to do what you're doing, and every time I say, okay, God, I'm down to just a few dollars left and you know that I've got to get this done, the money always comes from somewhere. So I know this is a God thing. I don't need thanks, but I appreciate it. You know, the Marines have something that they live by called God Country Corps. That is what they think every morning when they open their eyes. And in a greater extent, that's what every single veteran thinks and every single military person that they think. You go and you ask the next veteran, you see, why did you join? Which is a totally different question than why did you serve? Mm -hmm. They're mutually exclusive things. You'll get... Well, I joined up because hell, I had nothing better to do and figured I'd better join before I go to prison, which is a whole bunch different than why did you serve? Mm -hmm. You're answering a calling, Limerie. You're answering a calling from God and from your daddy. And you should be proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. You really should. You should be proud of the organization that you were able to build. Raise your right hand, place it behind your head, pat yourself on the back, and have a good <laughs> job. Thanks. Uh, it, it's been a journey, and it's been one that, I mean, even though I'm still working 40 to 60 hours a week on my real job, um, I still, we still try to knock out quilts, and we still find time to be able to interweave and, and to make deliveries and everything. I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm, I'm tickle pink. I'm, I'm very honored to have the, the classmates of mine who... I call and say, hey, I need five quilts within two weeks, or I need this finished immediately, and everybody just pitches in. Um, on my board of directors, there's three classmates that we went from elementary through high school with. Two of them are retired military. One's Air Force, one's Navy slash Army. And, um, Those two words should never go together. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then one of them is our historian. She puts everything in scrapbook form, which we'll make JPEG photos from, and those are the photos that we'll use in our book. Um, so I mean, I have been just truly blessed to be able to pick up a phone and call a classmate, you know, from 50 years ago, and say, "Hey, I got this project that I'm doing. Okay, well, what do we need to do? Okay, that's what I need to hear. What do we need to do?" So it's just, um, we're, we're just really, really blessed to be able to do this. I mean, um, I cry after I leave each one because I don't know if I'm going to see them again. Um, we, we asked them, why did you serve? And some of them said, because it was the right thing to do. Our country needed us. And some of them said, well, I didn't want to go to the Army, so I joined up over here. <laughs> and I said, and then I always ask, I said, will you do it again? I have yet to have one. And we've given out 514 quilts to date. I have yet to have one veteran tell me I'd never do it again. Every one of them said, if they called me right now, I'd pick it up and I'd go. Oh, uh, that that's my experience working with veterans too. Um, when When I joined... I knew that I was going into the Army. Um, and that's all I ever wanted to do with my life, is I wanted to be the best soldier I could be. Um, 
unfortunately my body gave out before my spirit did. Um, but uh, when when nine eleven happened, um, I went to go see the recruiter because I figured, you know, I've only been out nine years. I can I'll, I'll shave. I'll get a haircut. We'll be okay. But they said no. Um, it's the sense of being part of something greater than you are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, able to see where your contributions are critical to the greater whole. And that, that's something that a lot of people, I think, go through their lives. And I know personally that there were a number of years that after I got out that I didn't see how I was contribu- contributing contributing to society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, then Marie, we are running out of time, but I want to thank you. I want to tell everyone, go over to Facebook, find Quilts for Vets, or if that's hard, too hard to remember, check out the Veterans Area. You're already doing it now because Lynn Marie is an admin, editor, whatever it is over at, at uh, Veterans Area. She'll, she cross-posts all of her stuff over there. Um, I'm going to get the links for the raffle tickets. And um, would it be like... It's not a conflict of interest if I buy a raffle ticket and I win, is it? I don't oh. think so because yeah. I'm not the one I'm that gonna, picks them. Because because I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm feeling lucky. Um, I'm, I'm not the one who chooses the ticket, so I there's well, no conflict for me at all. I'm feeling lucky. And it's uh, a July 4th raffle. Outstanding. Yes. Our next show is July 6th, and oh, I should take. The next show, I have uh, Brian Reese, the author of VA Benefits Insiders, here um, via Zoom call, if I can figure out the technology. Um, and if you haven't checked out his book, you can check it out on Amazon. I'll supply the links before and afterhand. But it's going to be an interesting conversation. We're going to go through his book and all that other good stuff. Um, and that will be on July 6th. So you can tell me who the winner is, and I can announce it on air. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm uh, real excited. Awesome. Um, uh, I, I I did. I, I went over to uh, to the Facebook page and checked out the uh, checked out the, the 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 flag, and that would look really really nice in my office. But I would probably be you know one of those guys that donates it to the VFW Honor Cafe. God, I love that place. I hope he's still open. I want to go with you. We'll give him a call after we get done here. That sounds great. Um, that's it for Veterans Air. Um, thank you all for listening with me. Um, next month we are doing, what's next month? Next month, July. So we're doing Brian Reese's interview. Um, if anything comes up of importance, um, remember, always check veteransair.us or our Veterans Air Facebook page on Facebook. That's redundant, isn't it? Facebook page on Facebook. Yeah, we have a lot of those. Um, so I'm going to leave you the way I do every single month by with, with this wonderful song from the Warrior Project that you can go purchase from iPods, Veterans Era, whatnot, for a worthy cause. And while we're listening to this song, let us remember our brothers and sisters that are wearing the uniform today. And that they stand in harm's way to protect our liberties and our freedoms. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to tell you I'm proud of you. I want to tell you 
thank you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant. Just